Welcome, 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 guys. You already know who it is. It's the Off-White Boys, and we bring you the Off-White Pod. And it's David, the hardest host, darker than most. And with me, as always, I've got the one, the only, Vic, the most gas guy who never tells lies. What are you saying, bro? Yo, mate, I'm doing good, bro. Um, Again, do you know what I'm happy about, actually? Mm-hmm. This is the we're doing a consecutive week, so we started the year off right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. round of applause for us, yeah. guys. Come on, <laughs> but yeah, mate, I'm doing good. How are you, bro? Yeah, mate, I'm blessed. We had a little uh, chill before starting the uh, old pod today, so um, yeah, I'm ready to get into it, mate. Um, today, yep. just been vibes in. What I wanted to say, what I happened before was I went to church today for the first oh, time. Oh madness, time. mate! Mm. How was that? Yeah, it was actually really good. My mum was like, um, what are you saying? Uh, obviously, you know everything that uh, I might have to tell on, on one pod, but everything that happened with my mum's previous church. So uh, mm-hmm. we, we left that. All my days, I've never think about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a completely different church now? Yeah, yeah, different Sick. church now. So my mum my went to this Nigerian one called Redeem Church. All my uh, Christians will know, you know, so shout out Redeem. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a traditional Nigerian church. So the majority of people that go there are actually like normally older and uh, like first generation immigrants. So my mum knows that uh, I'm probably not going to vibe on that. But she found this other church called Life Church is where I went to today, which is like more young vibes, like a bit like hip hop beats and the praise and worship and shit. So it's uh, it was no way. yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was live, but sometimes I forgot. Because obviously I went to church sometimes at, um, in uni and it's weird because obviously majority of people that will know me might not think, you know, religion is the first thing you associate with David Eshaw, you know. <laughs> but um, Why not? It, it's, uh, yeah, trust me, it's uh, actually, it was one of those things where I forgot how it's a nice way to end a week and then start a week like mentally. Because mm. you go in there... You're just like, even if you don't believe in Christ, whatever, you can appreciate that when you go in there, you're just quite mellowed. It's like a half like zone of meditation where you're just like, you know, praying. You're within your own thoughts. You're thinking about your Peaceful, week. isn't it? Peaceful. Thinking about what you're grateful for. You know, then you start planning the rest of your week, what you want to achieve this week. And I think it's a good, it's a nice thing. It's almost like going to the gym where you can just like release tension, release like anger if you have anything and you just, you know, you pump some weights at the end of the week, you just go to church and you just, just mellow out. Like now I told you I'm all about energies, vibes, and I think that's been uh, pushed on by today's fellowship, you know? Yeah, I rate that. It's like you mm. combated the what you're feeling now. Maybe it's just timing, divine timing, they call it, right? Yeah, So yeah. it's good with what we've been talking about anyway, whether you want to discuss that on the podcast or not, whatever, but mm. it seems like you're coming to a point where, you know, things are uh, naturally coming together. So it seems like good timing in terms of, it's like a, um, uh, re- a reassurance that you're in the right way or yeah, you're going on the right yeah. path and stuff like that, innit? So I feel what you're saying, bro. I don't really go to um, the Godwara, the t- Sikh temple that much. Uh, I went like, it'll just be like, because of an occasion. And when I was younger, I used to like, I guess I used to feel like more attached to it, or whatever, because we used to go more frequently. But now I want to go in. I don't really feel nothing. I'm not going to lie to you. No. I'll just be right. there. I'll just be there because I got to be there, innit? Yeah, yeah, but that's not my vice. Maybe it will be in life. I feel like religion, something that I always think in my head, like could potentially become more of a thing later on in life, but mm-hmm. just not right now, to be fair. Um, no, it's fair. Um, different strokes, you know what I mean? And it just takes up time. Like the reason why I like this one was it's 11, 30, it's 11 to 12 30, whereas when we went and when we were younger, it used to be like hella early, yeah. Like half nine to. Why one are they o'clock. doing this to people? Trust me. 
when I used to go to what is called Punjabi school, yeah, so you go on like a Saturday or a Sunday to like learn for a few hours and they used to do it on a Saturday, imagine, just finish the whole week of school and it's from like nine to one. Yeah, trust me, it's long. Didn't, didn't stay there for long, man. Yeah, younger, you only ever get like one day lying and that was Saturday because you had to get up for a bloody church and Sunday. Trust me, imagine this, Monday, yeah, bro. imagine this, I'll be at high school, I'll be doing school all week, then say if I had to do something on Saturday early or say Punjabi school, but I didn't really go that much then. And then my dad's like on the Sunday, like, yeah, yeah, yeah come you come in to do the papers in the shop. So mm-hmm. I have to open the shop at like seven on a Sunday, bro. Yeah, it's long. Peak, long. innit? Do the, like, so basically each paper has an insert and mm-hmm. you've got to manually put it in. Honestly, bro. So, it was, so did you get paid for that or was it just a um, Saturday family you job? You, from what you know from my dad, you think he would have paid me, mate? Oh, I didn't know if you get like, you know, My sisters used to get paid. I didn't used to no. get paid. No, no, no nothing yeah. at all. How mm. old were you? But like, I guess you, I can just get anything from the shop whenever I wanted, obviously. But these times I was like early high school, so yeah, 70, yeah, 9, 10. We sold it when I was like in high school, maybe mm. sixth form. So we sold it somewhere then, but yeah. It was long, mate. It was, trust me, it was do long. Do you think that helped to build your character, though? Or do you think it was just completely useless? Like, would Yeah, you... no, no, definitely. It helped me be able to communicate with a different array of people from mm-hmm. different backgrounds at a very young age. So I'd be like, obviously, the law changed. So I'm not going to reveal the exact age I was behind the till. Mm-hmm. But I'd be behind the till maybe a little um, earlier than people might, should do, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Um, so yeah, so I used to be on the till and then you'd just be speaking. So in the morning, I'd be there, say, from like half seven, half seven. So m- most of the time, people come in the shop, they're like, they live up by the, the what's it called? The area further up the hills, in it? Like, so they'd be like upper class mm-hmm. people who would like come in just for a paper or they'd come in to get like a, whatever like they're going to get, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then six, six o'clock on a Saturday, for example, you might see like people from the estate that was nearby that would come in to buy like a, 12 pack of carling and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'd just yeah. be communicating with people constantly from different backgrounds all the time. Mm-hmm. So with that, in terms of how I think I'm pretty confident socially, I've never really get anxiety and stuff when people, when I'm like in social, when I'm out and stuff in it, do you know what I mean? It never, it's never really affected me like that. And yeah. that's just, I think for me, come from just being exposed to it really young. So yeah, it did. It so did. that's good then. So then you think, would you rather experience that longness and have this uh, skills or just not have done it and just be taking chances of hoping you would develop these skills anyway? <laughs> I'd be, I'd have just rather done the, the nighttime shifts, bro. <laughs> nighttime, yeah. But no, me. no, yeah. I, I, in, in, we've, I've said this to my sisters before, like we've all spoken like, yeah, it was so long, but we're all, all three of us are really grateful for the fact that we had to kind of do that in a way. Mm-hmm. When I say I had to, I mean, it wasn't like horrible. I enjoyed parts of it and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But when you have a family business, you got to get involved in it. So I understand that. And when you grow up, you kind of understand why in it. Like when, yeah, I, yeah, when yeah. I started understanding business and money and stuff, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. O- our overheads could, was probably cut down by like, in terms of salary, 70% just because we worked there. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? So That's like why it was me, getting, my sister, yeah. my cousin, my mom. salaries now, eh? Yeah, yeah, trust me, nice. that's what I'm saying. But um, saving deposit. But yeah, it's like that. Did you like? Did you ever have anything like that? Did your mum and dad like make you, or like have chores and stuff in the house? I'm pr- I know the answer, obviously, mm. but for the sake of the pod, I'll ask the question. Yeah, on Saturdays in my household, that was uh, the old um, chore day. So we used to clean our own bathrooms. Uh, one of me and my brother would uh, iron uh, my dad's shirts for him for work. But my dad used oh, to... Oh, mate, you used to have to iron. How old were you when you had to iron? Bro, I think I started ironing my dad's clothes for like, at like 10. 
Nah, you'd stop it. No. Ten? Were you no, not scared prim- of burning yourself? And stuff? Primary school and stuff. No, like, that's why now I enjoy ironing. Like, bro, I'm cold at ironing. Like, a shirt, you want it, you want it crisp. <laughs> you always say this, and you right. love the fact you can iron well. I'm mate. like, mate, no one cares, man. <laughs> and that's why I'm just grateful my dad let me learn that skill, bro. Because... Yeah. At the time, a bear long, though, innit? It was bare long, bare, bare long. Effort, do you not think like doing stuff when you were there, obviously it makes sense, but you don't think this at the time, like, <laughs> or you get older and you're like, oh, this is actually pretty easy. But when you're younger, yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. a task, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so long. That's how I feel about cooking because I haven't cooked in so long, so I need to get back into that. Mate, I don't know the last time I cooked a meal, you know. What, really? Mate, you know how my situation at home, my sisters and my mum and that. Like, I don't want to sound like one of them guys, but well, I, like- I get a coach. Yeah, but we, surely... Oh, lunch like, and stuff, yeah. No, no, like oh, breakfast. I mean, like, Do you, you must have had, like, bacon and Yeah, that's well. true, to be fair. I meant more like a like Proper an evening meal, meal, meal innit? Like a meal, like... Yeah, you always like, used to come... Sp- I always used to uh, cook for you, wasn't it? Yeah, trust me. Safe, man. You used yeah. to love cooking that. I remember coming to your uni. Yeah. And I swear, it was jokes. I remember one time I went down to yours mm. and it was my final year, your third, fourth year, whatever it was. And... Um, <laughs> I remember going down to yours and you'd cook like this mad pasta for me and it like garlic bread and everything. I was like, right, you're doing that like this, Dave. And then I remember you came to mine and I was like, yeah, should we go call up? We got some other food. I bet you were like, this yeah, guy, yeah, man. Yeah, no, it's always like, <laughs> that's like when Max comes down. He always used to come down, chill. I'd have a peng munch ready for him. Go visit him in London and be like, what are you saying? Mackie's calm? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Max is not one to, I bet he's worse than I am. Yeah, trust me. But I, I, again, talks about last year, uh, last week's pod. I ju- we just enjoy hosting, innit? So, yeah, like, it's true. If I enjoy cooking, I think I definitely I enjoy it more these days, to be fair. The whole thing, innit? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just. And let's not lie now, these days when you're hosting, you don't have to move. So, it's always it's always better hosting, innit? But someone else making the travels. Yeah, and trust me. Just there, like, right in a bit, lad, I'm, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, you know it's actually cuts. Like, yeah. we had, like, we've had this transition, innit? Mm. Remember when I used to, every time we'd chill, more time be at yours, innit? I'd just be like I remember these times where me and Dave were like not of the age to drive or we hadn't got a car or anything and like the distance from mine and Dave's house where Dave's house in Huddersfield where it used to be um, what really wasn't that far in terms of like a car it's like a five minute drive when you walk it yeah it's like 25 I timed it obviously so the fastest I've ever done it is 18 minutes and yeah hella in it and then the average is about 25, 25 minutes so, it, it, yeah, so I'd be right. it, like, the times <laughs> I'm right. walking back at three, I'm like, jeez. And yeah, I would man. see some weird stuff. I almost got attacked by, by a dog once, I tell you. Um, I think I, I did that I white dog. Oh, mate. Oh, I was so, like, tired, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I just see this white dog pitbull come at me. And I could, like, I, could, I feel like I can feel the, like, the pain in my chest. Like, because yeah. I was like, I'm going to get killed by this dog. And it wasn't, like, aggressive. It would just like, so I just turned around and walked the other way in it and then my heart dropped, whatever. But it wasn't aggressive. And then, mate, like a few days later, it happened again. I was like, nah, allow this man. Yeah, it's like yeah. walking a different way home and everything. But <laughs> I'm guessing, I'm guessing. I remember you talk about it. Was it not a white dog or something? Yeah, it was a white dog, yeah. But I'm not I'm not even that bad with dogs, but I just. Yeah, you're not. Your just... neighbor's dog now is a bit mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just allow that, man. But I think. Um, I don't think they ever listen to our podcast. But, um, <laughs> I just think, yeah, they, they, he's he's just overly aggressive with his dog in it, which I get in a way. But imagine I, if he, imagine if he does, and he just he comes around. He says, "You talk about my dog again <laughs> mate, on your podcast." I'll be like, "Mate, you need to calm it down." I'll just ring RSPCA and be like, "Yo, this guy's battering his dog." <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. But anyway. 
the question I was going to ask you was, yeah, Rom. is um, in the short term, actually, no, let's just do long term for now. In the long term, what is like, I'm talking like 50 years old, 55 years old, what is like success to you right now? Jeez, mate. Wow, I wonder why you thought of this question. Oh, yeah. What would be success to me, like, if I'm thinking I'm 50 years old? Yeah, yeah. What would you want to achieve? What businesses, houses, where do you want to be living, kids, family, all that kind of stuff? Oh, if mate. that's part of success in your idea, in yeah. your eyes, like, what is success to you? So, I mean, I guess success to me, it's very individualistic, right? It's relative mm-hmm. to the person. But mine would be, would be, would come from different factors. It would come from, like, a financial, like, where... Uh, family and friends in that kind of way. Yeah. Um, at fifty, I think I'd want to be able to be like, I can help other people mm-hmm. in whatever way that means. Not literally handouts or whatever, but in any way, mm-hmm. like how I'd be able to help people. That like that measure that success would be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, personal achievements that are like stuff that are away from the normal work I'd be doing. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know. Say if by fifty I wanted to learn another language or something, something like that. Oh, okay, but I would yeah. say more in a in a more literal sense, I would say financially I'd want to be at a place where things are very very comfortable. I think mm-hmm. you know me. Obviously, I'm quite uh, ambitious, so it would it, I would equate it to like how many commercial properties I had, how many houses mm-hmm. I might own, how many businesses that I've had or that I do have, and how many have been successful. How good I am at continue continuing them and growing them mm-hmm. um and how f- yeah so that would be, that would be but it would be down to i guess you'd want to be a businessman is what you're saying yeah essentially yeah. i think anyone who really knows me know that's probably well no that is my goal to be a self-employed self-sufficient man of business <laughs> um but yeah that's that's definitely that's if we're putting it in a nutshell that would be my um that would be my measurement of success how come you asked and what um I was just watching a podcast and they asked okay, it and I on. thought it was a good question. It's a very good question. It's a very good question. Uh, so you talked about obviously financial career-wise. That makes sense. I'm just genuinely interested to be fair. What about like family-wise? What would you, what would you want? Would you, do you want to be married? Do you want kids? Do you not want kids? What, what, yeah, what I think do? so. Um, yeah, I guess like uh, after breaking up with my ex last year, it was like when you're in a relationship, obviously, you know, you talk about these things in it mm-hmm. and then like you start slowly becoming like these two people who are like in this life thing together. So you mm-hmm. can, your plans kind of like are intertwined mm-hmm. and then obviously breaking up with that person, you're like, oh, so when I, whenever I do think about that stuff now or in general, I think I've come to this anyway, but I'm just like, I think I want to just chill a little bit because, you know, mm-hmm. I used to speak about the fact that what I wanted to achieve a lot, but what I realized I was like, that is cool. But sometimes in life, I think I needed to just chill a bit where I'd be like, okay, let me just focus on what I'm doing today kind of thing. Yep, so yep. like, instead of being like, okay, this is where I want to be. It's like, cool, what am I doing to get there? So then mm. I was like, right, let me kind of think more in the present. But yeah, mm. in terms of family, I guess I would want a family. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone does, isn't it? I yeah, think it's yeah. um, it's innate in you, really, that you want someone to be with and you want a family and that's like, yeah, the call. Yeah, that's, yeah, we true. spoke about it like my primal thought of, how humans are and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, definitely family. I mean, I don't know, 50 is at the right age to have grandkids? I don't know, innit? Mm, Probably depends. not too fair, I don't know. But yeah, yeah you'd want... You, you, grandkids if it's your son, potentially, but if it's your daughter, you don't want them having grandkids when you're 50, you know what I mean? You're <laughs> a, bit, a bit young there. Maybe. But uh, 
For myself, no, I agree. Mine's more yeah. like... Um, Do you have something more specific to say about it, yours? It doesn't even have to be specific. I could say mine's a bit more broader. Like, what my goal would be, it always is, is just to try and just create somehow, even if it's not, you know, directly linked to my happiness, try and create, like, enough of a platform or enough of business wealth or whatever for, like, just bare generations to come. Like, I'd Yeah, love, I hear that. I'd love for my grandchildren great-grandchildren to potentially just be able to do what they want because there's x businesses going or they have this amount of yeah. properties that are just funding there's a it. difference this, you yeah. know what i mean and uh i say that separate to my happiness in the sense of i like that. i'm happy I like that. i'm happy to grind to achieve that and that'll be make it worthwhile than me potentially you know just live, thinking about myself living in my own bubble but i'm properly enjoying life but then my uh, children or grandchildren still have to you know kind of grind in life is that how you associate it it's interesting you just make that association in Mm -hmm. terms of you want to achieve this you want generational wealth Mm -hmm. it's not it's not financial income it's generational wealth where you own land and property and you have tangible assets that are irremovable Mm -hmm. because you've made it that way yeah 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 but you know that you starting or continuing that from Mm -hmm. your dad i would say Mm -hmm. You know your life, the enjoyment of it might be a little bit less. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think, and I think that I I understand that because yeah. I think there's an acceptance of where you're at in life mm-hmm. at a certain age, mm-hmm. especially for us two, I guess, because we're quite similar in terms of what we do want to achieve. Yeah, 100%. and then it's like, okay, I know I'm willing to potentially sacrifice doing this because, and I also think we both know, like, say if we were both like the children of billionaire dads. Mm. I can guarantee neither of us would be working. We'd yeah, just be exactly. we'd be on a yacht somewhere recording this podcast. You know exactly. what I mean? So could, because yeah. we'd rather choose that enjoyment of life. But I get what you're saying in terms of you want to provide that for your Fair families friends. and stuff, future generations. Because the reason why I did ask it was with the podcast I was watching it on. They were saying some like really. Well, I'm happy with your answer. They were just saying some like very cliche answers where I was just like, surely people. Will, deep life a bit more than that i want a bit more than just you know Mate, i used to like, think this as well they were like oh just you know good health you know have a nice little family this is that and i was like wait someone asks you now picture potentially the best version of your life what's what is life like that is successful to you and the only thing you can say is oh a nice family and health <laughs> like i was like now nah, i want to be able to Say I created the next Amazon. My children are now, you know, just chilling reinvestments, become a celebrity brand, celebrity yeah. name. But I was interested to see what you what you'd say because I know we are similar, and I feel like obviously you can agree or disagree with this, depending if you know us or not. But I feel like we always tr- strive to be potentially optimistic or yeah. to really push ourselves where. Yeah. We're happy to just maybe miss it, but we are still overachieving quite highly. Yeah, so yeah I think definitely. We we know what is kind of like the set standard we have for ourselves, and that's probably most people's, you know, just goal ambition. But we want to we, we want to reach that and you know push through. Yeah. And I think me and you, Santosh and Himmer, we've had very conversations that I think would confirm this. Um, definitely. Attitude. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah you're right mate in terms of we, i think yeah you find you find you, you like people right so mm. who are like-minded rather so you just we our norm is one thing i do want to say from what i've realized with having mm. conversations with very different people mm-hmm. is the norm we have for ourselves or the 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 aims mm-hmm. 
a lot of people just don't want to do that. Or it's or they, it's not, and that's not a negative. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. learned. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. everybody should want this, right? Everybody no, should no, want to no. be some sort of like, because that would be the end goal to to potentially create something. Say if we had the OWB brand mm-hmm. and this became something that was massive, that would be something that I think we've had conversation like this, and we know that. It's like we're doing this because of the fun, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's going to get to a point where we want to actually grow this a lot more to yeah, what it is. And yeah. we've got plans, I guess, in all that, but whatever, whatever. But you, you always aim for that. But mate, sometimes I speak to people, like friends of friends, it's more friends of friends. So mm. we'll be chilling and like with other people. And I remember having this conversation with, do you remember Sim? Yeah, so some yeah, of his yeah. mates and what they were saying. <clears throat> and I was just like, they were just basically saying like the, the way they were talking and the way they were just going about stuff in the conversation because it was a deep conversation obviously mm-hmm. but I was just a bit like I just don't I think people just come from places and they just want different things in it mm-hmm. so they're just like I just can't agree I just can't really understand what they're saying so you just have to be like it taught me that like people are just how they are and not everyone hope, and it's a good thing I say, I guess in terms of not everyone wants to aim for the same thing otherwise we'd be pretty boring in it yeah like it was one of them where I think it was um, I think Terrell dropped this bar when we were talking about the Molly May thing like not everyone could be exceptional so mm. you know what I mean that, is that what Terrell said yeah yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> yeah trust me so as you said it's one of those things we look at it as why doesn't everybody want to aim for this but then what we're actually really saying this is our idea of success this is our yeah. idea of happiness even though we think we're not going to be happy but truly we'll get the most joy if we accomplish this it doesn't mean yeah. we're not you know happiness doesn't have to be in the moment of when you're living because even though you're grinding you know to day to come the, uh, the sense of accomplishment you'll have will you know outweigh all the graft and everything you put in place so that's why it's important to, you know, accept that that's your view. But then other people that do want to just, you know, just vibes. I want to like now, bro. It like some people will be like, oh, I'm chilling. Like I can, I get married, combine income, I can copy yard. What quick two hundred? Yeah. What, four do you bed, know when people say that? Do you, do you almost I mean? admire them for, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, having yeah, that yeah, level yeah. of acceptance? Where it's just like that's that's mate. That would be so calm if that was my goal. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Where it's just yeah. like bless. Oh, yeah. so that's why I envy them in a the sense of like. It's so calm, just being like that. But then you'll have there's always a there's always a other side to it because some people might be like that because of you know maybe a bad upbringing or they're yeah. in certain certain circumstances. So there's also a privilege being in a place where we think we just can gonna, just yeah. dream like this. I was I mean? just I was literally just about to say we both need to realize that we both came from a position where as kids growing up in terms of like whatever we wanted we were able to get from our parents yeah. whatever we needed whatever we wanted it was not difficult for our parents to attain on any level because mm-hmm. we both came from families who well in my family we had it was business owned and you know it was calm in that sense and in your you were appalling mate come on <laughs> <laughs> and then you and, and you came from a family where your mum and dad both had quite I don't know what the name is for those Fraser jobs, but like the I, inverted commas, top tier jobs in society, if you want. Yeah. So education has really pushed for us. So exactly right. That always pushes you through to that. Well, even for you, so you went to. We both went to the same school, so you know, yeah. uh, grammar school. You had to sit an exam. To I went to private school, school mate, in exactly. my primary. So <laughs> I say that like it's a flex. It's not a flex. It's just. It's just strange that that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then um, sorry about that. Yeah, the, something <laughs> went wrong with the audio there, so that was why I just paused randomly. So yeah. apologies, but yeah, it was um, it was blessed for us, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, and that's why we've got. Uh, we we always talk like we're not. Uh, well, actually, I think it's because we're, we're pretty both quite down to earth. I say something. <laughs> you so, say you that, you can't me? say that, and then but, mean it. You know, That's it's one of them where we, we do, I, I don't think we we act or we you know portray this um, privileged lifestyle. You know, from our, when we were younger, and I think it's important to still have your own goals because, as you said, it's easy for us to just accept get get this job, start earning a certain amount of money because we know. Based on education, we're always going to have like that minimum threshold. If you compare like what the national household salary is, do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, <laughs> I definitely get what you mean. Struggle to get out. Sorry, <laughs> but I can't. You're eating too much, yeah. but no, no, yeah. Do you know what's interesting? Yeah, so I've been watching, um, and it kind of follows on from this a little bit, but I've been watching um, Snowfall. Have you heard of it? No, you told me last time I was here, but go on. Yeah, explain so, it for the uh, listeners. So Snowfall is basically um, a TV show based in 80s America, in um, South, South, South Central in uh, LA. So the poorer neighbourhoods, let we say, the uh, American... What is it? African American neighborhoods and stuff like that. Um, so South Central is actually what it's called. But so basically, it's about this uh, guy who becomes a drug dealer at quite a young age, like in his late teens, early twenties, and he becomes huge. He basically started the crack pandemic in America. Um, he learned how. To, he was one of the first. Wait, who had sorry, the, I don't know if this is stupid. It's not real though. Oh, yeah, so do you know Rick Ross, the rapper? Yeah, yeah. He got his name from a drug dealer called Free- Freeway Rick Ross, who <laughs> was the guy that this show's about. It's based off his life. So I remember watching, I don't know if have you ever, do you know who DJ Vlad is, right? So I remember watching a DJ Vlad interview a few years ago and it was Freeway Rick Ross and then that's where I learned like he stole his name and all this stuff that he was doing. And essentially the TV show is about him and how his plug is the CIA. And the CIA essentially um, were funding... Uh, this war, this the drugs that coming into America through dealers like this, mm. to fund a like it was like to fund a pro- they were doing a proxy war essentially in yeah, yeah, yeah. in Hondur- uh, in Nicaragua and stuff like that. So they were funding this war to fight the rebels and all this stuff for, I guess whatever their reasoning was. It's all online. You can look it up, take a look, and everything. Um, so yeah, so that's what this TV show is about. And the the guy's sick. Yeah, the guy um, he's called what's his name now in the show. I literally stopped watching it the other day. But the main character, anyway, he um, he basically Franklin is what his name is. Franklin. So Franklin essentially is like not like a flexor. Like he doesn't want to buy jewelry. He doesn't want to buy these cars. Yeah. He's kind of like down to earth. He teaches his people how to do it properly, mm-hmm. and um, he basically wants to create wealth so he can help his neighborhood out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you not think it's interesting? From what we were saying, like you, different. I think it's, it was obviously worse in America, but you have these communities that are like shot on essentially but the people within can actually help get bring that community to like a better level and unfortunately that might be the case but also in a way fortunately because you can support like in this case black owned businesses and you can buy houses and give them to like people and like instead of when they don't pay rent for two weeks don't kick them out you can let them get a job and etc and stuff like that so i was like would that be a level of success for you do you think because i mentioned that i was like my, one of my measurements of success would be how able I was to help people. Mm. And that's not specifically down to like people in my community or whatever, like f- literally on location or like uh, ethnicity wise, just would be people that I knew that could help in certain ways and stuff like that. Like would you, or would it be broader than that? So like you want to go back to Nigeria and maybe some of the poorer parts of the cities, like a poorer part of Lagos or something, and then you would want to 
and you would want to like build a school there or something like that. Is that what is that is that something that you have in, in your mind? So yeah, I was gonna say it's probably the uh, latter. It would be something like um, obviously not. This might sound a bit mad, but I think it would be like giving it back to my own people, just because I feel like how everyone they probably need it the most. Yeah, you know, we talk about Africa. We talk about how much debt it is. You know, France. You know, it's uh, history with African economy. Then you know the British Empire, all this kind of shit that goes on. It just feels like if I if like I'm talking. You know, as I said, the next Amazon level, if I get to that kind of amount of money where I could, you know, really affect uh, infrastructure or economies in Africa, like, you know, Bill Gates could, um, Branson could, uh, Bezos could, but yeah. obviously they rather try and sell going to space or, or whatever, which obviously I don't blame them. They're the billionaires, They've, it's their own money, they can choose to do what they want. But if I was in that place, I would at least you know, try and put some help to it. I'm not saying that they're not donating to charities or whatever, but I feel like if your platform, you could take a real step forward in trying to solve the problems and shout out, you know, Bill Gates, who is trying to solve a major problem in Africa, which is malaria. So it is possible. And I feel like, obviously for me, that's what I do. That, But I know for yourself, you might, you know, want to do something in India or yeah. whatnot. So I think if if everyone has that mentality though, no matter who gets there, we all win. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, so definitely, that's why definitely. I think sometimes it's important to talk about these things and share what you do. So other people will be like, oh, hang on, wait. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a shout. So maybe I might not hit that amount of level, like peers-wise, but you know what? I reckon I'd be able to, you know, send some clothes, donate yeah, definitely. more stuff, and just gets people definitely, thinking. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, definitely, yeah. And it's, um, I would do that, yeah, for sure. I've always said that, like, like I've seen it for myself, I'm sure you have as well. So when I went to India in 2017 mm-hmm. and I saw like poverty in some of the places like Delhi and then even in the village where, the village is near to where my granddad lives and stuff. Well, his house there. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it's mad how you see like people in villages and they actually live in like these houses that are made from like, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. mud or whatever. So it's a bit mad. I'm just like, yo, how is this even a, a thing? And then you look at, and then you drive into the city and you'd see like, especially in Delhi, you'd literally drive where the prime minister lived and you're like, nah, it's like roads, it's like flowers mm. and you drive 20 minutes to the, like to a different place in Delhi and there's like shanty houses. I've never seen anything like it, bro. Like just, just like, I don't even know, the the, the ground's just like uneven. It's just not yeah, even yeah, a thing. Right. Like there's just people with like, I like, seen it's, it's like raw earth, isn't it? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, and I've yeah, seen yeah. people with like these blue houses, like these like tarpaulin sheet for houses. Yeah, yeah. I'm they've got a TV in there and stuff. Jeez. I'm just like this. So this is like their like this is their house. How they got electricity working? No, bro. There's like a massive generator at the end. They're all oh, just connected. Yeah, generator it's yeah. like If you're if you <laughs> haven't left like Europe and you go to like. You know the uh, quote unquote third world or developing country, yeah, developing world, countries, world yeah. countries, whatever. And your ha- like my house, yeah, we've got like three yards in Nigeria, but bro, if you ain't got a gas in the generator, you're not getting light or anything. <laughs> it's, it's peak it's, it's when it goes mind. off, yeah. yeah and then do you know when it comes on? Does it make the loudest yeah, noise? Yeah, it's like generators coming on, the lights just go. Scary man when I first saw it. I was like, someone getting shot outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that makes you think like. It's mad because obviously I don't know. Have you ever associated that with bare like fumes and like it's not good for the environment? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but it's mad because it's, it's essentially what we're doing, but 
we don't see yeah. the, that bit. So do you know when... I just did it from a yeah, huge yeah, yeah. power plant. So when I right. saw it, I was like, rah, that's how much it takes to uh, run this. But then I'm like, mate, imagine where all the fa- the like factories have got for, for this that are just running like cities. And you're like, oh, I swear, this is what they talk about global warming. Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the stuff that's in mass. So that yeah. vehicles as well, like... There's a lot of things in it. The the um, food industry, like just yeah, based off how many animals and stuff. It's crazy, isn't it? That whole conversation. Mm. I was speaking to two of my mates actually from uni, Nikesh and Manny. And um, Manny said, oh, he's, since the beginning of this year, he's gone vegetarian. And I was like, oh, I'm mad, why? Oh, and yeah, then I remember I'd, saying this. Yeah, and I don't. Shout already, out, Manny. <laughs> and then I shout out, as well. I'd already knew Nikesh had been vegetarian for like two years. And I was like, I get what you're saying, guys, in terms of like the benefits, but I was like, meat's just elite, right? Like is it's this, just is this religious reasons or what? Nah, nah, it's just I just want to do it. Oh, they I just think Nikesh just might, there might be some religious reasons in there, but it's it's more that that's kind of convenient that he wants to eat just vegetarian food. Oh, I got you. But um, but yeah, it was just mad, and I was like, wait, maybe like more people need to adopt this like eating vegetarian food in terms of saving the environment and I stuff. I just can't. Um, I just, like, I wish it's I really could. hard. I really wish I could. I used to think you were mad for, like, saying you could never not and stuff, but I feel like I've got to the point now where I'm like, because I know the benefits of the, the meat now to a mm-hmm. point where I'm like, this is this is going to help me sustain gym, even yeah. though I've not really been on gym that much this year, I can't lie, but in general, like, this, like, it just, and I enjoy it. The enjoyment I get from eating meat, I'm like, yeah, this is peak. I could not. I could not give this up. The thing that made me mad, made me deep. Maybe I could live without meat. It's gonna sound bare stupid. I saw this clip and it was showing what a cow eats, and obviously a cow eats grass. So like, well, the meat we're so. Yeah, but that's bothered not in about. its flesh, is it? No, no. But the meat that we're so all bothered about and worried about protein, this and that. that oh, that's slay, enough. That's dumb, enough geez. to graze the protein we want to eat <laughs> so surely we can just eat that from the sauce and i was like oh my day yeah but aren't cows supposed to eat grass yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not supposed to eat grass no no we're not i, no, I get I, to be f- and we're, i think we're supposed to eat animals because there is a food chain and that does exist in an evolution point of view mm-hmm. like i genuinely think we are supposed to eat animals but sorry if i've offended anyone there as well by the way i guess it's Jesus. just my thoughts and stuff but it's all right he, that's why you listen to the off-white boys yeah, no, you if you don't want to eat meat yeah you can nah, yeah, um, but nah yeah yeah um, it was just interesting that they'd done that I was like I mean I, I think if it was to a po- if there was like a reason for it then I would it was like okay we need if we stop eating meat for two years this is going to be the effects we're going to reverse X, Y, Z all this the earth's going to get better off from it I'll be like alright cool but yeah it'd be a bit long on that topic of um, global warming have you watched uh, Don't Look Up Yes, we watched it. Um, I watched it with my fam actually. Oh, my si- one of my sisters didn't like it, and I was like teasing her, like, "Yeah, that's because you're all, like one of the people they're talking about in the show." Yeah, yeah, and she yeah, hated yeah, it, yeah. But it was. Did, did you like it? Yeah, I was gonna. I think try- yeah, it was off your recommendation. Yeah, I was yeah, always yeah. gonna watch it because mm. Leo and Jonah and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer. Ca- Anderson, cast is Jennifer banging. Anderson, Jennifer Lawrence. Quote. I think I think the cast is banging, but I feel like the film could have been better, like for the cast it had. But I still enjoyed it. But I think the purpose of the film. Meant oh, that's that. what I was, but that's I actually think Timothy Chalamet kind of stole the show. The who, guy who um, Jennifer Lawrence's character in the in the where she's working in that shop, and he comes up, he's like, "Oh, like my mate knows you, loves you, like can we Facetime and everything." Wait, what? Which bit? Are you kidding me? Like the funniest bit of the whole <sighs> film? Like he, Timothy Chalamet was like hilarious. Oh, the I Asian thought. guy? No, no, the what white you? guy. You don't know who? Do you remember June? No. 
Um, I'm just going to have to get a picture and show you, mate. How do you not remember this guy? Were you... Did you yeah, show yeah, him yeah. But Jesus, what? But man. what was the uh, what was the scene? Though? I'm trying. So to... he, she's working in a shop because mm-hmm. she's just flipped on TV in it and said, "You're all stupid, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Oh, that yeah, guy, yeah. the there white guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, he's in June. Oh my god, you're you're shocking, mate. He's the main character in June, bro. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like recognize. I think he's going to become one of the, the most famous actors in the world. Yeah, you know? no, he, I think he's, he's very good. What do you think about what people are saying about how it's likening to global warming? How you know, people are saying it's a meteor, but we're talking about, look, the scientists are saying mm. the yeah, temperatures are literally rising. This could be the end of us. I think that was the listening. point of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do you, how do you feel about that? Do you think people need to be, as you said, would you stop eating meat? But mm-hmm. based on that, do you feel like your mentality of getting told it again, though? Do you think that's the issue where... What do you mean getting told it again? So, you know, you said... Oh, if they if someone told me uh, don't eat meat for two years, then this means the the world could go blah blah blah. So the, way I, the reason I think that is because mm-hmm. the the way I would make policy if I was a world leader mm-hmm. by enforcing something, saying this is what needs to happen to in order to save to save uh, the earth, right? So then I, the, my mentality would be because I need something to support that isn't going to fail. Because if if I know I do something that it's not going to be successful, at more time I'm never going to do it. Mm-hmm. So if I know there's like another three billion people doing it, I'll be like, yeah, cool, it's going to work, so I'm going to do it. I would right, remove my enjoyment of life in order to prolong mm-hmm. for future generations. I would see that as a sacrifice worth taking. Do you get what I mean? But then why do you not just do it now? Because there's not enough people doing it. So if, by me doing it will make no difference at all. Mm, what happens if everyone had your viewpoint but but then there's but people just don't want to stop eating meat no don't want to yeah stop eating meat people will not do that no i hear i'm just i'm Mm. just i'm just podding there's always that argument i think it's a very weak argument you know when you like recycling well what if everyone had your point of view then everyone has my point of view in it do you know what i mean i think if you're if you're told by the government do this look how easy it was to get everyone to wear a mask so you think it's going to be... Get, well, it probably is going to be harder, isn't it, to be honest, to tell people not to eat meat. But there's ways and means you can go about it. Everyone should be able to, like, once once every third month, you can have a meat for a full week. Imagine if they, yeah, they um, banned meat and the meat became, like... There was, like, a black market for meat. A hundred percent of it. It's not even hard, either. <laughs> you just go, mad, go, go up to the fields in, like, hoods and just steal some cows and boom, that's it, done. At least you got it for that supply. They would become a commodity. You would, the stock the of cow would that. rise massively. Yeah, yeah. The farming industry would die, though, wouldn't it? Mm. It'd be finished, mate. But then you just turn to pe- actually they would just readjust, wouldn't they, to start um, doing plants and stuff, crops. But then UK would be messed because well, you can't grow crops here. Yeah, we can't grow anything. Unless it's here. artificially though, Apart like from in that a warehouse. Good stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> Norfolk gang. Yeah. Four twenty. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> would you um would you stop eating meat if it meant for the like absolutely not <laughs> even if said they said like you have to do it what would you do yeah i'd start a uh underground butchers <laughs> any man who want to come through and get a cheeky little sell a breast of chicken for like 25 pound yeah the, lean, the leanest breast you ever eat boys <laughs> that's what i'm saying tenderized by our stuff Trust but me. yeah yeah <laughs> Trust me. but um yeah speaking of no chest Mm-hmm. And speaking of no cojones, people know that we're football fans. I thought yeah. we may as well get into it. Um, How long have you been going, by the way? Uh, probably, it's not, I don't even know, you know. What time is it now? Seven o'clock? Maybe half an hour? 
But um, we'll keep going because of this number. We use once it gets to the late when it, we've been in other podcasts. We've been at two thousand before. So anyway, but um, but yeah, mate, football. Um, I thought we'd have a bit of a chat about that. What were you? What was I gonna say? I suppose it is more of a runners conversation. But anyway, so Dave, obviously everyone knows Dave sports United, Manchester United, and obviously they're not doing that well. Um, but we'll try and keep it more podcasty, right? Yeah. So we'll say that like, do you think the feelings of your club? As on the football pitch come from how it's run and can you say that's more for is that is that how it is for like any business do you think or is it is there something unique about football where there's more of a story involved do you know what i mean like the fact i think someone was saying it i think i was reading i was watching michael richards and someone else i don't know it was and they were talking about like the fact that like there's a there's an art to football right and how united used to be this team that was so on top on and off the field and I think more on the field and then the off field was kind of a beneficiary of that in terms of revenue and stuff for the club but yeah my question it stands do you think the failings of your team on the football pitch come from how it's run or is it something else? Ooh, I think the failings of recent times as in I'm talking recent times as in three seasons is the running of the club before, I think it was, you know, a combination of management and the players. But now, we've got to a point where we've tried every type of manager. We've tried the Moises. We've tried, the, you know, the big names, experienced Jose. We've tried the young book, the ex-player in Oli. We've tried, you know, Van Gaal. But you've not actually had a really good manager, man. But we say that, but I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Van Gaal could have could have come. No, I've never rated Van Gaal, mate. Not at United. Where the thing is, what you need to do is oh, look at form as a manager. Where was he before that? Mm. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't think he was anywhere decent, like doing big Pretty stuff. Remember. Oh no, he was a uh, national team, Germany. He, he was a German national team. Oh, so, oh, one of the Holland, Holland, didn't it? Yeah, it was Holland. Yeah, he didn't do nothing with him. But, oh, did he take him to the final? Yeah, the Van Persie. Yeah, but was that before Robin. he came to you? Yeah. Wasn't he in yours at 14-15? Or 15-16? Yeah, mate. So then that would make the World Cup uh, 12. Yeah, still though. I don't mm. think international and club relates that much. The only manager I've seen do that is Del Bosque with Real and then but Spain. Saying, his or track Conte. record wasn't horrendous then. Yeah, but I don't think he's that good. When you talk about top, top 10 managers, is Louis van Gaal in there? No. Could have been if it clicked at United, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but the point is it didn't. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think you've actually had a good manager yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've had a Tuchel or a Klopp or a Pep or a How many of them do you think is out there then? Them four. You don't think Jose was one? Yeah, but I think everyone knew Jose was a bit past it after his time at Chelsea. He won the league and then where was he before that? I can't remember in it to be honest, but he won the league and stuff for Chelsea. But I think people, I remember at the time people were not as convinced by Jose at that point. He kind of went to Madrid and things turned a bit sour. I think I think Madrid made him bitter. Mm-hmm. I really think Madrid made him bitter, and then he just was never the same. He went to United and just it was ruined. Everyone, he was like, well, I managed to finish second. It was like, what? Why is he? I get, I get his angle, and I love Jose Mourinho. Obviously, not when he was at United, but in general, I love him. But I never understood his angle on that. You can't say you finished second when you were so many points behind in it. Mm. Just don't make sense. So I just don't feel like you've had a good manager. So, it... but I think he was saying that in a, in the point of view of, look what I did. I finished second with this squad. Give me more money and I can upgrade the squad. Was, yeah, so them, that's them, what fair I think. Enough. That that's the way I took it at the time. Anyway, 
but the way you interpret it, it could be it could be the reason but that's how i took it at the time so that's why i was like oh, okay and then he didn't get backed got disrespected but his the football he's playing wasn't enough for the fans we were bored of the tired same same results we couldn't even score against teams and you know we lost to southampton i think that's the the uh, match i got him fired uh, to Mourinho. Mourinho. and i got fired after us or was it after liverpool yeah after our game so maybe uh, it was southampton then liverpool yeah i remember it was two it was like a draw at southampton then we lost 4-1 away at anfield at, uh, 3-1 yeah or 3-1 um martial missed that uh, chance. I remember that. I thought it was a thirty goal. Was that two, one all as well? Mm. Madness. Sorry, it was it was a peak on that one. But look, anyone who's who has any idea what's going on in football now knows United are in the trenches, mate. We're scrapping. We are looking the worst we've looked in a while. But sadly, we played the best we played in a while yesterday, over for the first thirty minutes. But it's just one of those things, you know me, I love football, I've always been passionate about United, but it's getting to the point now, I'm t- tuning in every Saturday, I can't <laughs> expect to see any di- anything different, and I think also, I think what makes me just a bit calmer this year, and just to s- say that I do support my team, uh, I've been going to uh, games this year, and I'm going to another one next week, and I think when you go, you get into a rhythm, you feel a bit more closer to like the club and everything, you feel more involved. I feel like everyone feels this, you know, this cloud over you. Yeah, this so you're just like not in so, it alone. To, so now that. I'm like, now everyone feels at its peak. Now I don't even get angry. That's actually it. so true, you know. When you when something bad going on at your club, you look yeah. at other fans and it makes you feel better, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just there, like you feel a bit of comfort. So even though it's going to be horrendous, going to watch them potentially get slapped by West Ham, which would easily happen. <laughs> is it at home? Yeah, obviously um, it's home, isn't it? So it's just one of those things where United is is what it is at the time. We've got the players to, uh, you know, make a switch and kick on. We just need to, it to click one. A lot of few players to find form again. Because let's not forget, a lot of them are out of form. It's not even, it's not even like we're not playing well. Some of our players are like out of form, bro. Like they don't look good. So the upside is quite big. It'd, I'd be a bit more worried if it was literally just the manager, if it was just our tactics and we were playing this badly. But but now I watch Rashford, who doesn't even look like a glimpse of he, the guy he was when he was 20, 21. And then you've got Martial, who can't start, Van der Beek, that can't start, Ronaldo. Obviously, he's done a madness in Champions League, but it hasn't been that effective in the last few games. Uh, Sancho seems to have fallen off a cliff again the only guy who's playing well at the moment with some consistency is Greenwood but unfortunately right now he isn't getting the I out. think people hate Greenwood yeah. as in people being the other United players like you watch him and he'll just and it's probably what he's best at but he runs in from the right cuts in and just shoots yeah 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 that's, what and I'm that's saying. why when probably Rashford is so annoyed at him. When the output isn't there, as in he's not banging goals, it just looks so selfish and you can see why it caused tension. But obviously last season when I think he went on like a seven game run where he was just banging, well, he wasn't banging goals. I think in, that, but attitude goals. Is, that attitude is, gonna, is what is in, the, in like five, six years time when he's in his prime is going to make him a killer. Mm-hmm. I just don't think, he's just not as, he's just not as good yet because he's young. Like, yeah. he's a kid, isn't it? Like, he's he's so young that he literally needs to develop his game and stuff. But mm-hmm. the reason I asked was because I was kind of trying to put it to a point of, in any case, football or business or even your household or anything where it's got, like, a structure where things need to happen so it technically needs to run. Mm-hmm. Like, is, was, is it always something that comes from top down, even governments and stuff like that? And 
armies, I guess, whatever it is, like, do things, are things not going good because of what's happening at the top? Do you think, is, is that like a general life thing for you, do you think? I think that's 100% the case because I feel like if you take a CEO of a business, for instance, it's your idea, it's your business, it's your brand, it's your culture, it's whatever you want to instill. Then you've got your managers, you've got your, you've got your assistants, you've got your area managers, you've got your your staff team and they're all reporting to someone who's getting fed from, you know, the top, the CEO, the boardroom, the yeah. shareholders. So if they're breeding this culture of happiness, it's good, positivity, we treat each other with respect, we, we no matter what level they are, they're going to feel that through their job, their work. They're going to be want to be there. They're going to want to strive for, for more. But if you talk about it in a football sense, if your guys at the top are just seeing it as a, a you know, a bank, oh, let's get top four. Let's take some more money out so we can invest it in our businesses yeah. and there. Oh, the, um, the Glazer family needs another yard. We need to buy some more land. Let's take a quick million out of this. Oh, oh yeah, we'll chuck them a quick 50... 50 million, that's where you got to spend the transfer. But we want to get this centre midfield. Do you, see where, do you see in a sense where they're coming from? And I know it's really hard to disassociate your, you as a person who belongs to the club, right? It's like, that's how football is, yeah, for people who don't understand. Like, you, you're part of this thing that's actually bigger than you, yeah? Mm-hmm. As cringe as that might sound. But if you, because I, I remove myself as an FSG owner, who's the owner of my club, Liverpool, and I can almost see what they're doing a lot of the time. And... Oh yeah, I see. It. I can, from the I, and a lot of fans will. If they don't care about the club, I see. But it. no, no, not yet. Even if they like, yeah. So they don't care about the club. Say, can you? If, like if they, they they're doing it from a foot. But if, no, no. But if they did the care point about is, the club, they wouldn't do that. That's my point. Yeah, true, true, mm. true. But then you know, caring too much can actually lead you down the wrong path. For example, right? Mm-hmm. But for example, if if you see the Glazers, for example, say they see a, they have a report every. Every quarterly right and it just says the finances of United where they are in the league and what they can still able to win if they see that and they're like cool everything for them in the last few years has been going well like you you built with Oli you got higher up in the table mm-hmm. you got better players and you started scoring more say if they're seeing some of these statistics and then they see okay second in the league last season and um, final of a th- cup competition you're like in Europe you're like yo we're doing sick we're actually really good owners because we're actually doing a really good job right mm. now do you know what I mean yeah, no, so they because they, 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 they're not probably not there watching it no, and no, no. seeing what happens because they're American like they don't, don't think, they don't care I don't think that I don't think the issue right now of our bad form is the board because look we've just had this summer we spent 90 mil on uh, Sancho we got the Senate back we wanted and we signed Ronaldo I can't complain too much about the board about signing the, it's more of the cumulative uh, F-ups we've had where it took us four seasons to get a right winger that we needed Sancho we needed Sancho for, well not Sancho Sancho but we needed a Sancho player four seasons ago centre mid problem centre back issue has been the same issue for about three seasons <clears throat> just got sorted now great well done centre mid issues has been a, has a, it? a problem uh, <laughs> been a problem for the last three seasons as well and we'll probably get it sorted this next summer. The board is just one of those things where it reacts so slowly because it doesn't care about the football and it doesn't actually want to get United back to that, um, you know, challenging position where they can actually challenge for the title. Why? Because they don't care about the history. They don't care about football. They don't even care about winning. They're just saying the amount of money drop off from Champions League to not getting Champions League. They're like, okay, great. But how much do we have to spend if you want to get that for the chance of trying to get a first? Probably not worth the dollar. Per, yeah, definitely per, not. 
per the investment. That's, that's how you so, get I'm not angry with them. Just to finish it off, to be honest, they, all the owners that are like that, come, they're actual assholes because you look at these other clubs like City, for example, who everyone's annoyed at because they've got so much money, blah, blah, blah. But the one thing I will say is the owners do care, in it. Whether that's for their own, whatever reason it is, they do care, in it. All, all entrepreneurs have their own motivations and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you start a new venture, you have a goal and everything, and you try and hit that. And that means making investments and make, working hard. I genuinely think I if you say, don't care, but I think if you if you're a football owner, if you're a millionaire or billionaire, whatever it is, and you want to buy a football club, make sure you try and understand what the city's about and stuff, because mm. it's actually ruining the sport a bit. Like I actually look at City and now look at Newcastle as well, and you look at these teams and they're, they're going to be the top two teams in like five six years because of the amount of money they've got. The Premier League literally just. If you want to talk about corruption, yeah, in, the Premier League had this whole farce last last January and last summer saying, we will not sell to the Saudis because, you know, the X, Y, and Z, like humanitarian crisis and all these different things. And and then all of a sudden it gets passed. And then a few months later, the Premier League, which set up a rule after what Man City did with the Etihad, Mm-hmm. said okay now businesses business owners who own football clubs cannot use their own companies to sponsor their own football clubs that's illegal now it's basically how you avoid financial fair play rules they just stopped that the other day and then city signed two deals you know the guy who runs city has this there was a deal signed with his company mm-hmm. so now it's just what now they're basically gonna fund Holland in the summer so it's it literally to a point where it's like ruining football yeah. like it's actually and i'm not Obviously, like, my team's not even do that bad this season. Technically, we're still in the title race. We're still in Champions um, League. We're still in all four competitions. So, I'm like, I'm not saying this, for, my team's doing all right. But I'm saying it in, like, the the whole thing of football. Like, it's actually getting to a point where it's a bit of a joke now. And I can see how things are going to become more Americanized. Because how, how are Liverpool going to compete, say, in 10 years? FSG have it for another 10 years. It goes from 3 billion to 20 billion. They're like, cool, we're ready to sell. We bought it for 300 mil. Let's sell it. Club buys it for 25 billion. And there's some rich Chinese people who are multi-billion, like a trillionaire this t- this point, yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. Then it's just going to become Americanized, where everything's like about how there's so much money in. Stuff means less. Like a transfer will mean less. Yeah, yeah. Like winning a game against a bigger team will mean less or against a smaller team will mean less. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like there's no fight. And I think that's what makes football really good. And it's like, comes to my question, which is going to be, do you think money is like the most, how am I going to phrase this? Do you think money is kind of like the, something that ruins things in society and si- it for us? Like if you look through history, has the reason for a lot of downfall been money? Is is money like an evil thing? It's the root of all evil, bro. You think? Is that genuinely, is that what you think? I do think it is in the sense of it's just what you need to survive in life. It's it's not. It's become a different. It's 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 one of those things when it's the root to evil. When it's when as you said before, there's an innateness about majority of people now is survival. It's food. Yeah. It's to eat. It's a shelter. And what's the only thing that can really buy you that in this day and age? We're not out here killing people. We're not out here, you know, taking over people's tribes. It's money. You have to own property now. Yeah. Imagine if it was, then that's why it's the root of all evil because before it used to just be violence, straight aggression. Who's the alpha male? Oh, you own this. Oh, I've got this stone. I don't care. I'm knock you over the head. I'll, I'll take your, I'll take your, your food or whatever. We're not out there, you know, chasing down horses, killing horses to eat anymore. Now it's civilization. We've got to go work jobs, get some money, 
So I think once you have that as the source, and that's what everybody wants, this is this is the thing that you've got to deep. No matter what walk of life you are, no matter what level you are in society, everybody wants money. Mm. Some people have a lot that they'll tell you, oh, I don't want money. Why? Because you have it. So if you didn't have it, you'd want it. And if you don't have it, you do want it. So when people are all set on that goal, and then you've got people's, you know, egos, you've got people's different characteristics. Some people... Some people are so selfish. Some people just want to have all the money so other yeah. people can't even eat. Whereas you have some people like us that would rather us all be rich. All you boys have yeah. money. All of us can, you know, hop on the PJ, go Bahamas, whatever, quick weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when you put that in context of football, which is, the you know, a sport where at the end of the day, it's kind of just nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's literally just a sport. Like p- people, we've decided that yeah. as a society, we value this sport yeah. so much. So now people are going to be able to know, you know, retire Money is the, the indicator of a lot of things, isn't it? But it's mad. That it leads on to the fact that I also think the same. I think money mm-hmm. is that. But I think humans, even before money, have always been a bit messed up. I yeah, think this fight for survival can make humans mad in it like do mad stuff like you will back in the day if it was just about food you might kill another tribe just to be able to eat and survive in it so it's like this this world of like dog eat dog or whatever it's like money's just another vice for that to be able to happen in it and it's actually mad and now yeah this this whole moving into like cryptocurrencies and stuff I wonder how that's going to change the dynamic of the Ooh. world don't want to go into that too much probably have to end it soon mate because yeah, uh, I, I was literally going to say mate this has been a uh, good pod yeah it's been <laughs> it's been good hasn't it it's been yeah. enjoyable but um, but yeah mate we can, I guess we'll leave it there don't want to be too negative but mm. um, actually let's end on something positive um, let me let's, let's end on something positive I would say though that amongst like I guess the stuff we've been talking about and all this stuff like I think the main thing is that, uh, especially in the last two years, what I've realised is people are actually really good at when they need to coming together, sticking together. Kind of relates to like your church thing as well, like mm-hmm. how that's a, literally a group of people who've got a similarity coming together, and it's like in a positive thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the more we do that, I guess the better we're going to be in it. So 100%, mate. That's 100%. It, mate. But yeah, that's that was uh, this week's podcast. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. If you want to keep know when it's gonna, the next one's going to be coming out or any things that we're going to information or anything we're going to put out there about the podcast followers at off white pod on instagram uh watch our youtube videos we've got some up there from the summer if you want to just have a browse go through that we've got some other clips on there as well um and yeah that's been the off white boys this week and we'll catch you next time peace <laughs>